Holy Lamb, wake us up, wake us up. Cause your people to hear, Lord. Give us ears to hear, Holy Father. Give us ears to hear, Holy God.
Jesus, I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. Glory, mighty God, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Keep your hearts on him, children. Don't let your minds wander. Keep your hearts on him. Search for him tonight. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Tiberius Rosa Kachichi. Oh, hallelujah. God, speak to your true seed tonight, Lord. Speak to your true people, Lord. You told me last spring, God, you're going to begin to gather together the true seed, Lord. God, all that is born of Israel, they're not, they're not of the seed, Lord. God, just like all, Lord, they claim to know you and name the name of Jesus. They're not all of your true seed, Lord. But let thy word and thy spirit move in this place tonight. Oh, God, break forth by thy utterance. Break forth by thy utterance, Father, and speak to our souls. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel him tonight. I feel the Holy One of Israel walking in our midst. Oh, I feel his nature. I feel his presence. Oh, hallelujah, lift your hearts to him, children. I, I feel him walking among us tonight. I, oh, hallelujah, I feel the very nature. I, <laughs> Thank you, Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, I worship you. Reveal yourself, Holy Savior. Righteous Lamb of God, Holy King, reveal yourself tonight. Let his spirit work, children.
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just reverencing just a few more minutes. Just reverencing. Get everything out of your hearts and set your hearts on him. Don't let things distract you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and love him. Just reach out to him, lift your hands and love him. Thank you, Lord. Holy is thy name, Lord. Holy is thy name. Holy is thy name, Lord. Holy is thy name, Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy is thy name, Lord. Praise your holy name. I worship you, Lord, and I magnify you. Spirit of the Most High, I praise you, Lord. 
I worship your name. I magnify you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You are so worthy to be praised, Master. You are so worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Let your heart search for him, children. Reach out to him and ask God to work something in you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Master, and I worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. have anything laid out to preach. I'm just going to talk as the Spirit of the Lord leads me. But the Lord is striving to restore a relationship back with His people. Because God's people as a whole have lost their prayer life and their relationship with God. And what people want now, they want to come in church and pray a few minutes. And then they want somebody to sing songs and entertain them. And then the preacher to preach. Make them feel good. And then they won't go home. And then come back and do it all over again. Another night. There has got to be a relationship established with the Lord in prayer. We've got to get there. It doesn't matter how much the Spirit of God moves on you. It don't matter how much of God you feel when the the rains of the Holy Ghost come down. That's not going to keep you. It's not going to keep you. 
And what is so sad is you can get people to sing with you, shout with you, revival with you, eat with you, but you can't get them to pray with you. Because when you get into real prayer, it's labor, it's work. Real prayer is work. I've got on my knees and stayed in one spot under a spirit of prayer and come up soaking wet with perspiration. Why? It's labor. And people don't want to labor. But God is revealing himself in a way that I've never known him. The kingdom of heaven's at the door. And if you want this kingdom, you're going to fight for it. You're going to fight for it. And I'm going to try to take my time and break down. It's the way I feel led to go. What God has been revealing to me about this latter rain and this fullness of the Holy Ghost. Because God is working something in me. And I'm excited about it. Because everywhere I turn, it's opening the word up to me in a way I ain't never seen it. It's revealing something to me. It's revealing a power. It's revealing a mercy. It's revealing a compassion. It's revealing a brokenness. But what God's people have struggled with, I don't care who you are, I don't care how long you've been saved, I don't care what kind of ministry you got, we have struggled with the carnality and we have struggled with the sin nature. God's people have never gotten the victory over the sin nature in the carnal mind. We battle it every day. We battle it every day. If I can get you to understand what I'm preaching, this that I'm telling you, that God is going to pour out and it's on its way, will give you the victory over the sin nature. Well, absolutely positive. I felt that old spirit kick back on me. I'm telling you, there is a place in God and there is something that God wants to reveal inside of us and pour into us that you will be dead to sin. You can't do it. Yes, you can. Now, y'all going to have to govern this sound. I can't govern it and preach too. If it gets too loud on the people, you turn it down. Going to Romans 6. I, to me, I don't care how loud it gets. I don't want to be blasting nobody's eardrums out. If I need it up, I'll tell you to turn it up. Y'all with me in Romans 6? Very first verse. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul's asking a question here. Give me just a little bit on my monitors up here. Paul's asking a question here. Why? Paul made the statement where sin to the bound grace does much more bound. And then he turned around and asked a question. Well, if if when sin abounds, grace does much more abound, are we going to go ahead and continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin, you see what he's saying? 
He ain't pulling no punches. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? I'm going to show you what the Spirit of Christ is revealing and that you can become dead to sin. Yes, you can. I'm talking about right here. I ain't talking about up there. I'm talking about right here. You said it ain't possible. Yeah, it is. Because Jesus done it. He is our example. Jesus didn't come down here as a God. He came down here as a man. The Bible said he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Romans 8 and 2 plainly says, For the law of spirit and life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned or destroyed, put to death sin in the flesh. He put it to death. People want one hand in the world and the other hand on God. People won't go out here and mix and mingle with the world, fellowship with the world, go to all the worldly places, laugh about dirty jokes, talk, fornicate, adulterate, have perverted sex, and then they want to come in the house of God and shout and talk in tongues and praise God. Uh-uh, God's separating. God's separating. God said, how are you that are dead to sin? See, what's happened, we've never become dead to sin. We fixing to become dead to sin. We're fixing to become dead to sin. Because this Holy Ghost that I'm seeing and what God's fixing to send back, because I'm going to tell you something, we don't have in the Holy Ghost what we need. Anybody agree with me? I'm going to tell you something. If your flesh kicks up every time you turn around, your flesh got the better of you and you're always having a battle. This old carnal sin nature, you do not have in the Holy Ghost what you need. No, you don't. You do not. And fasting and praying, get it done. There's been a lot of us got it done. Because there's a lot of people. Uh, I, I did back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and even on into the 2000s, I fasted and prayed a lot. And God's turning around now and beginning to put me back in my fasting life. Beginning to put me back in that time uh, of seeking God weekly. Hallelujah. I used to live a fasting life of three days a week every week. Fasted and prayed and sought God for hours a day. And it done something in my spirit, man. It fed my spirit, man. But it did not destroy this sinful nature. You said, Brother Matter, how are we going to do it? I'm fixing to show you. I'm fixing to show you if I can get it out. Y'all ready? Know ye not that so many of us as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. I ain't preaching water baptism. I'm preaching Holy Ghost baptism. Water ain't never done nothing to kill sin in your life. All it is it is a good confession. That's what it is. It's a confession. Amen. There ain't nothing in water... If water will do it, I'll take every one of you outside and baptize you tonight. <laughs> water baptism won't do this. Hallelujah. Boy, this just don't set good what church has been taught, does it? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. 
Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. He's still talking about right here on this earth. Are y'all with me? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. I ask you how many of you in here tonight freed from sin. I don't think I'd get a hand. The Lord saved us from sin, but then we turn right around and still sin again. Why would Jesus pay the price with his body, his blood, and his soul to save you from your sins and then turn around and leave you subject to do it all over again? He didn't. He didn't. Y'all listening to me? He didn't. I want you to listen to what I'm telling you. Because this is where it's going to go against everything church is taught. On February the 16th, I was getting ready to come out of that office. It was a Saturday. I was getting ready to take the service. And the Lord spoke to me. Y'all listen to what I'm telling you. He said, the Spirit of Christ is the resurrected power of God mixed with the humanity of man. Got your attention, didn't it? The Spirit of Christ is the resurrected power of God mixed with the humanity of man. Man, I had so many scriptures hit me, I didn't know which way to go. God opened this thing up, my spirit, man, the, the word began to flow into me, and I had to come up here and preach. And my mind wasn't nowhere near on what I was planning on preaching because, man, scriptures was hitting me by the truckloads. God opened something up in me, man. I, Brother Pope, I felt life running me like, like 440 volts of electricity surged through my body. I could not get my mind on what I wanted to preach or what I thought I was going to preach because God had just revealed something in me. I don't even know how I got through service that night. I know I told the people what God showed me, but I couldn't get into it. I could not get into it because I didn't understand it. very next day, the Lord spoke to me. He told me, he said, you start into a time of fasting and prayer. And for two weeks, I sought the Lord. And God began to unveil this in me. Y'all listen to what I'm telling you. God first showed me that God ain't your spirit. He's man and God. Yes, he is. When he was resurrected and he appeared to him, what did he tell him? He said, handle me. Handle me. He said, a spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. He said, there's the nail prints. 
There they are down there. Put your hand on my side. Feel me. I'm flesh and bone. But yet the fullness of God. <laughs> All power in heaven and earth had been committed into his hands. All dominion in a... <laughs> oh, hallelujah. He was God in the flesh and he was man. You hearing me? And I began to watch. It was like God caught me up in this thing and I saw from the time Jesus started his earthly ministry all the way to his death, burial, and resurrection. Everything that he done, every miracle, every demon he cast out, every creative miracle, everything that he done, it was like him and the Holy Ghost started becoming intertwined and was becoming one. The wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding for miracles, what he preached. My God, how did you know right in there, Jesus overcame sin in the flesh? He didn't do it as a God. He done it as a man. With God living in him. Oh, well, Brother Matter, he had the fullness. Not at that time he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, well, the Bible says that he was given the spirit without measure. No, it says the Lord gave him not the spirit in measure as he did us, if I remember right. Didn't say he gave him the spirit without measure. He just said he didn't give it to him in the measure like he gave it to us. He did not obtain the fullness of God until after he was resurrected. No, he didn't. He grew. He learned. He, uh, the Bible said, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience through the things which he suffered. If he had been full God in the flesh, he wouldn't have had one thing to have learned. He wouldn't have had one trial. He wouldn't have had one battle that he couldn't conquer. But he fought the devil as a man with God living in him. He was tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin. He done it as a man. Are you hearing me? He done it as a man with God in him. Hebrews second chapter. I'm going to beat the devil black and blue tonight. Just because he deserves it. I didn't preach a lot of this in my church, but the Lord kept us in my spirit. Man, there's just something's in my spirit all evening about this. Second chapter of Hebrews. Y'all with me? Fourteenth verse. For as much then as the children, that's me and you, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, he might destroy him that had power of death. That is the devil. The devil had power over spiritual death. He didn't have power over natural death. Jesus had to have a spiritual death to break this yoke. To break this hold. Y'all listen to what I'm telling you? You ain't going to break that hold. You ain't going to break the hold of spiritual death through natural death. There had to be a spiritual death. Ooh, I got y'all's attention tonight. And deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 
For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Made just like me and you. He wasn't immortal. He wasn't uh, incorruptible. He was mortal, born of a woman, flesh and blood, bone, child. Wherefore in all things it behooved him or pleased him to be made like unto his brethren. That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor, or that word there means to help them that are tempted. Unless you believe Jesus was made as you are, you will never believe you can be as he is. Did y'all hear what I said? Do you come to the understanding Jesus was made just like us in the likeness of sinful flesh? Everybody's told me all my life, well, he was made like us, but there was something different about him. No, he was made like us. He was made like us. You go on over to Hebrews, what is it, 3 or 4? Let me turn over and find out. Hebrews 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. God cannot be tempted with evil. The Bible in James, the first chapter, will tell you God cannot be tempted with evil. He was not tempted as a God in that wilderness. It was his flesh man. It was his man made in the likeness of sinful flesh that was tempted. But he overcame. He stood. He conquered and abolished and destroyed sin in the flesh as a man with God living in him. That tells me I can do it. That tells me you can do it. That tells me that the spirit that is in Christ Jesus coming back to us in the fullness of the Holy Ghost will rule and reign over sin and destroy this body of sin. Hallelujah. And I saw Everything Jesus done, it was like a, and there's no way I know to explain it because it's how I've seen it. Some of y'all studied science. Y'all know what a graphic of DNA looks like. It's like a spiral. But it's multicolored. It's like strands. The Lord showed me that everything that Jesus and the Holy Ghost done begin to wind into a DNA, a spiritual DNA, and become one. Become one. I watched all this unfold. I watched him all the way, everything he done. All wisdom, all knowledge, all miracles, all understanding. Everything that he done, I seen him become one with the Holy Ghost. I seen him go through his death. 
I seen him go through his burial. I seen him go through his resurrection. I seen him ascend up to the Father, take his blood, walk in there on that mercy seat and put his blood on that mercy seat. And when he done that, he obtained eternal redemption for me and you. He don't never have to die again. Sin is destroyed. I'm telling you the sin nature, the carnal mind, this body of sin, if you can come to the understanding of it, it is already destroyed. For the law of spirit and life that is in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Yet people run around every day confessing God, confessing salvation, confessing the Holy Ghost, and they still bound with the sin nature. We don't have to be. We don't have to be. Now I'm fixing to hit you with a shocker. When he ascended up, put his blood on that mercy seat, he became Christ. Did you hear what I said? I said he became the Christ. <laughs> he was buried the man. Anointed of God, he was resurrected the man God anointed. When he was buried, he was Jesus Christ. When he was raised, he was Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ means flesh anointed. Christ Jesus means anointed flesh. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? I don't even know where I was going now. I lost my train of thought. I said I lost my train of thought right there. Yeah, Acts 2. There it is. Thank you, son. Hallelujah. It was about five days after the Lord had spoke to me about the Spirit of Christ. And he spoke to me, Brother Pope, and he said, Jesus became the Christ. I said, he done what? <laughs> just shocked me, just stunned me, just stopped me in my tracks. He said, Jesus became the Christ. I said, Lord, i got to have the Word. Anytime God gives me anything, i got to have the Word. You know why? This can't be changed. This can't lie. This is forever settled in heaven. From the foundation of the world. This can't be changed. This is God in black and white. So I got to searching. And the Lord took me to the second chapter of Acts. Are y'all with me? Let me get there. Second chapter of Acts. But we can all quote Acts 2.38. Can't we? All right. Back up to verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. <laughs> I'll give you another and take you a little further. First John 2. <laughs> One thing about it, if you ever come to me and tell me, I don't know what I'm preaching, you better be armed to the teeth. Y'all with me in 1 John 2? Look at verse 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. You're going to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about? You're going to tell me Jesus ain't the Christ? You better read that scripture right there. 
Now, y'all listen to me. Because I'm just going as the Spirit of the Lord leads me. The Christ is the fullness, power, resurrected power of God mixed with the humanity of man. When God created man, he created him in his image, in his likeness, all power, all dominion, all authority was in man. There was no evil present with man in the beginning. If you understand creation, if you understand that creation was 6,000 years or 7,000 years and not just seven days, if you don't, I can't go there right now. But if you understand that, then we understand that man lived for ain't no telling how many thousands of years and no evil was present, no sin was present. He dwelt in the presence of God. But he still retained the humanity of man. He still had that, not carnal, not sinful, but he, he, he was man. He was man. There was still compassion, mercy, tenderness. There was still that morality because there was no evil present. Are y'all following with me? And when the Lord showed me, Luke 24, that scripture I quoted, where Jesus said, handle me. Here, feel of me. He said, a spirit not have flesh and bone as you see me have. Then he took me over to 1 Timothy 2. In verse 5. For there is one God. One mediator between God and men. The man. Christ Jesus. I'm going to show you what I showed the church here about three weeks ago. Y'all getting five messages in one tonight. Okay, we're going to put God up here. We're going to put man down here. Y'all listen, y'all. y'all listen. You ain't going to get this all tonight. You need to get this word. You need to get everything I've preached on this. Does anybody know what the Holy Ghost is? It's the Spirit of Christ. So the Spirit of Christ is the humanity of man and the fullness of God mixed together. You can't separate the God from the man. You can't separate the man from the God. Am I making sense to you? Now, you go over to 1 Corinthians, second chapter. Go ahead and get the scripture. I'm giving you so much word, you're either going to have to accept it or deny it. (laughs) Y'all with me? Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. All right, there's man right there. Bible says that man don't know nothing about God. He knows everything about man, but he don't know nothing about God. There's God up there. He's all spirit. 
God can't communicate with that man, and that man can't communicate with God without a go-between. There's your go-between. The man, Christ Jesus. This man wants to get to God. He goes through the man part of Christ. This God wants to get to man. He goes through the Christ part. You can't communicate without it. You can't communicate with God. That's why this is the Holy Ghost I'm talking about. This is what's coming to us in the fullness. This is what's coming to us. Everything that Jesus was on earth, everything, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the faith, uh, the power, the miracles, the deliverance, uh, everything he was as man and everything he was as God uh, became one uh, and is coming back to baptize uh, me and you uh, so that what he was we can become. Oh, y'all still ain't with me. Go back to Romans. Do y'all understand this? Let's go back to Romans 6. <laughs> Don't bear with me. I lost Romans there for a second. My God, this is powerful. If I can get people to receive this and get them to seek God for the understanding of this, the devil's going to go dig him a hole and pull the dirt in after him. Why? Did Jesus conquer him? Did Jesus conquer sin in the flesh? Did he? Now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody believe what I'm preaching? That the Holy Ghost is both God and man? Do you understand this? Now, right here. I read it. I'm going to go back and show you. Because God really revealed this and opened this up to my understanding. There ain't nobody I've ever heard preach this made any sense about Romans 6. Not this first part. Verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we've been planted in the likeness, together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, when Jesus resurrected, he ascended. He became God in the flesh. Right? Y'all with me? <laughs> I started to mess with you, but I ain't going to mess with you right now. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. Now here's man down here. On the day of Pentecost... The Spirit of Christ 
everything that Jesus had become, plus the full resurrected power of God, he sent it back in a measure. Didn't send it back in the fullness. When I say what's coming to us, we fix to get the fullness. We fix to get the fullness of this thing. Anybody following with me? Have I done lost you? Y'all following with me? Okay. When it talks about as many as us as have been baptized into Christ, y'all with me? The only way you can be baptized into Christ is for the Holy Ghost, which is the man and the God. Y'all following me? The only way you can be baptized into what God's taken us into, this fullness. It's the humanity of man and the full resurrected power of God. Okay. Now, did Jesus conquer physical death? He conquered spiritual death too, and I ain't got time to get into that because that's another three hours. He overcame... Sin in the flesh, every trial he went through, every miracle he done, there was a wisdom about it. There was a knowledge and understanding that he gained. Every bit of this right here, every bit of this right here, is wrapped up in the Holy Ghost. And it's fixing to baptize me and you. And when he baptizes us, we're going to take on everything that he done. We're going to take on everything that he done. We're going to become as he is. We're going to become as he is, not as he was. Now I'm fixing to show you the difference. Says Sheila, I've heard Christ in you the hope of glory for 40 years. I've always believed I could be like Jesus. But what I was after was how he was when he walked this earth. What the Lord began to show me in 2006 when I came and preached on the resurrected power of Christ. And the Lord asked me a question, Brother Pope. He said, you want to be as I was? Or you want to be as I am? He said, I want to be as you are. Now, there's a difference. And we'll take you to John chapter 7. There's a difference in the Holy Ghost that operated in the Old Testament, the first part of the New Testament, what even lived in Jesus than what he's sending back to us. There's a difference in the manifestation and operation. Y'all go to John 7th chapter with me. I hope y'all appreciate this. Because I'm going to tell you something. People need to know this. Because you don't know what you're seeking after. You ain't going to know what to do with it when you get it. Y'all with me? Now, before I read this, I want to explain something to you. We've seen the Holy Ghost move all through the Old Testament. 
Great miracles, mighty miracles. Yes? The Bible tells us in the first chapter of Luke that John was going to be filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb, and he was. When Mary walked into the house where Elizabeth was, the Bible said she was filled with the Holy Ghost. When John the Baptist was born, and they asked Zechariah what to name him, the Bible says Zechariah was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. We know according to Luke 4 that Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Are y'all with me in John 7? Go to verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified until Jesus that man became one with the Christ became one with the Holy Ghost uh, and was glorified uh, the Holy Ghost that he wanted to send back to us uh, could not come back uh, because it hadn't happened yet oh I lost some of you right there did it not say the Holy Ghost was not yet given but we read about it in the Old Testament. We read about it in the first part of the New. We know that Jesus was anointed by the Holy Ghost. But here it says the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. So it was telling us that what he was going to become was what he wanted to send back to us. I've had, a, I've had an earnest of the Holy Ghost for 40 years, Brother Pope. You have too. There's a measure in us. We can prophesy, we can talk in tongues, we can be used to the gifts. We feel God run all over us. We even see some healings and miracles. But nothing's ever killed the sin nature. Nothing's ever delivered us from this body of death. Don't make no difference how much you fast and pray. You fast and pray. I have fasted and prayed so much till I would cry when I knew I had to eat. Because I knew just as soon as I put that food in my mouth, my old sin man was going to pop back alive. I've had him crucified. Some of you that know about fasting and prayer, we have had this old man crucified, but we couldn't keep him dead. Are y'all following me? <laughs> so this comes baptizes us everything that he is we're going to become ain't none of y'all probably never going to be nailed on the cross you ain't going to be beat with a whip you ain't going to be buried in the likeness of his death that's going to come because he experienced all that that man part of him experienced all that you hear me that man part of him experienced all that pain, that suffering, 
That man part of him overcame sin in the flesh. That man part of him put sin to death in the flesh. Are you listening to me? And all that wisdom, all that power, all that knowledge and understanding that he was is coming back to us. And when it comes back to us, we're going to become as he is. Y'all ain't with me. (laughs) See, right now we ask somebody what the Holy Ghost is. They can tell us what it does. They're hard-pressed to tell us what it is. I'm telling you what it is. I'm telling you what it is. I'm telling you what it is. This is the baptism that I'm seeking for. This is the baptism that I want to be baptized into his death. I want to be baptized into his death. Are y'all following with me? Have any of y'all ever read in Galatians, the first chapter? Now, if all we need is God, all we need is God, then God could just pour the Spirit of God out on us. But we need more than just God. We need that man, Christ Jesus. We need that humanity of man. If any of y'all ever read in the, the first chapter of Galatians where Paul wrote, and he said, when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his, his what? To reveal his what? To reveal his what? His son. His son is the man part of God. His son is the humanity of Christ. Anybody ever prayed for the mind of God? You ever quoted Philippians 2 and 5? Let this mind that is in, that was in, who? Anointed flesh. What you want a mind that was in anointed flesh for? <laughs> what you want the sun revealed in you for? And how's the sun going to be revealed in you? You're going to be baptized into his death. It's coming back to you in the Holy Ghost because you can't separate the God and the man. You ain't going to separate them. Because when he comes back into you, what you don't understand about God, that man part of him will reveal it. What that man part of you don't understand, it, it goes both ways. Because he's God, the God part of him can come through the Christ into man. The man part of him can go through the man into God. And that gives us victory. That gives you dominion. That gives you authority. That gives you power. Why? You are baptized into his death. You are planted together in the likeness of his death. Go with me to Philippians 3. I did not intend to get into all this till I got into prayer and the Lord started opening this up to me and I just waiting to see where God was going to take us. I appreciate the Lord tonight. I hope y'all appreciate this. But we got to have this. You won't go no further than where you are right now. 
in God, you don't come to the understanding of this. Church has run around in circles for a hundred years. Has it not? We get a little bit of God. Let's take back over. The very reason some of y'all cannot get your relationship established with God is you don't have this fighting in you. You don't have this fighting in you. You don't understand this. I'm telling you that what he is, we can become right here on this earth. I'll give you scripture for it in a minute. Philippians 3 and 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, and doubtless I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. Paul said, I want the knowledge of Christ Jesus. He didn't say he wanted the knowledge of God. He said, I want the knowledge of that man, that, that anointed flesh. I want the knowledge that was in that man because him and God become one. Y'all listening to me? For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them a dung that I may win Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is of the law. Boy, we've done everything to be righteous. <laughs> we've done everything to be righteous. We've dressed this outward man up and everything we could dress him in. And it is still, still didn't change nothing about his sinful nature. I believe in modesty, I believe in morality, I believe in decency. But outward dress ain't going to make you holy. Ain't going to make you holy. Ain't nothing in it to make you holy. If it'll make you holy, y'all go come back tomorrow night with your most holiest dress on. Y'all dress your outward man up. I'm going to see how holy y'all are. No. Lord said you're whited sepulchers. Washed and polished on the outside inside. We're still full of dead men's bones. We're still full of the sin nature. Am I making sense to anybody tonight? But that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is God by faith, that I may know him or that I may understand him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable Unto his death. That word right there, you look that up in the original Greek, that word conformable means you become and obtain everything he obtained in his death, burial, and resurrection. The only way you're going to become conformable unto his death, you got to get this spirit living in you. You got to get baptized into his death. And you know why we don't get baptized into his death? We like our life too much. we too selfish, we too self centered. We're too bound to this flesh. We don't want to give it up. Because I'm going to tell you something. When this comes in you, you're going to die to your flesh. You're going to die to sin. You're going to die to the sin nature. This body of sin will be destroyed. Man, I long for this. I, I hunger for this. I'm searching for this. That world out there ain't never give me nothing but heartache and sorrow. And so many people go to church, repent of their sins, get a little measure of the Holy Ghost talking a few tongues and everybody tells them you got it and then they find out they ain't got no power over sin they find out they can't live holy they're never taught to pray never taught to grow in God never taught to seek God and, and they fight this thing some of them for weeks months some of them for years and they just finally give up and say I can't do it but because they love God and there's an earnest or a measure it keeps drawing them back to God but finally after four or five times, I said, 
What's the sense in trying? I can't do it. Nobody's ever preached this to you. Nobody's ever taught this. You think the church ain't going to fight this? You better believe it's going to fight this. Why this don't line up with what the church teaches? And I could care less. I know what God's showing me. And what I'm preaching makes perfect sense. Does it make perfect sense to anybody? Get these CDs and listen to them. Take this word and study it out. It'll make sense to you. It'll come alive in you. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, be made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. This is the mark Paul was pressing for. And he went, he went on and said, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend or lay hold of, for that which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The resurrected life of Christ is what Paul was shooting for. That was the mark. That was the mark. I'm going to give you one more scripture. 1 John 4. Brother Matter, I don't want this. You don't have to have it. But I'm going to tell you something. You get this, you're going to fight for it. You're going to fight for this. You ain't going to come in here and just sit down, people all around you praying. You just sit there and just, oh, yeah, you're going to get, you, you get in prayer and you're going to fight for this. Bible says, in the day that we seek him with all of our hearts. If I know my heart, says Sheila, I am seeking God with all my heart. Says Debbie, if I know my heart, I'm seeking God with all of my heart. Like I've never sought God before. I've got to have this. Why? This is life to me. I can't go back. There ain't nothing to go back to. Y'all may not understand what I'm saying, but I'm going to tell you something. Just what people call good church makes me sick. Because all it does is excite people's flesh. And people come sit in church and you preach something to them that they don't like or they don't understand. All they do is spirit you. Just like and I tell y'all, we don't have the Holy Ghost we need and we got to have this, this outpouring and this indwelling. People bow up at me. Well, I've got the Holy Ghost. Don't have this. You had this, it'd be revealing itself. Because this ain't going to be still. This ain't going to stay quiet. You know what this is going to do when it comes in? Testify of Jesus. <laughs> Show me somebody's Holy Ghost today that testifies the life of Christ. Oh, we've got, we got, we got a measure. we got something. We don't have this. Even if you had what Jesus had when he walked on this earth. It still ain't this. It still ain't this. <laughs> you with me, son? <laughs> Anybody with me? You can go out here and say, Brother Miller's lost his mind. Brother Miller's a liar. Brother Miller's a heretic. Brother Miller's crazy. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to get this. By the help and grace of God, I'm going to possess this. 
is this. You can come and see this. Y'all with me? First John 4. You there? Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Not as he was. As he is. As he is. As he is. Amen. Can I take you a little further? First John 3. I'm going to tell you something. This comes in. This is going to bring in the true love of God. We don't have true love of God yet. You can look at people. Oh, you don't have love. No, you don't either. I go to Word of Faith, Church, Word of Faith, don't have the love of God. No, you don't either. Why it ain't been given yet? Why the Holy Ghost is shed abroad in our hearts by what? The Holy Ghost. This Holy Ghost I'm preaching, it ain't come the measure we need it. I'm telling you, it's on its way. It's on its way. See, how do I get it? You get in there and plow for it. You get in there and dig for it. You get in there and seek for it. You get in there and you let God cleanse you and sanctify you and purge you. Get all this junk out of your spirit. Get all this bitterness and envy and strife and jealousy and division out of your spirit. Quit backbiting one another. 